Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up with the what's up? Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Business of Fitness. I am your host, the coach, Ian Knight, and I hope that today's episode leaves you feeling empowered. Slight pun there. My next guest is the co-owner and operator of Empower You Business Academy, Artemis Scantilides. That's right. I got the name right, and I know I did. She even confirmed it. Empower You Business Academy is a professional coaching service dedicated to helping experienced fitness and healthcare professionals double their revenue online. There's a lot to unpack in this episode. So with that said, roll it. All right. So today with me, I have the infamous, and I'm going to use that word uh, because it is very true. Um, I wish we had time to really dig deep into your bio, but we're focused on the business of fitness today. Today, I have the infamous Artemis Scantilides. Scantilides. I did not butcher a last name, people. Someone give me a round of no. applause. Uh, Artemis, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. That was a really big introduction. And yes, you pronounced my name perfectly. So thank you. Well, hey, I try to do my best. Um, I hate when people butcher my first name. But I think my name's easy, though. It's Ian. Like I, I get yeah. I get Ian and Ivan. And um, one person called me Lan once. And I was like, I am not huh. a local area network like stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So, uh, so um, Artemis, go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, we're going to have a lot to talk about today, but just give them a little bit of brief overview of, of uh, what you do and where you've come from. Well, uh, right now, uh, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada with my husband and our Frenchie pup, Miki, and we own an online business, which is uh, we do business coaching and mentorships for fitness professionals and healthcare professionals and really honestly like all coaches like life coaches nutrition coaches who want to grow build and grow their online business so that's what we do now and i started out and this was you know this was a recent pivot as of um like Jan december Jan december 2019 january 2020 into business coaching prior to that i was a strength and fitness coach and I started out in the fitness industry part-time in 2003 as a spin instructor. And I really, I, at the time I was, my, my office jobs ranged from, like I used to work for the federal government and I used to work in procurement and do contracts, administration and negotiation. I used to do that. And, um, and then I went on to work for some large defense contractors. I don't like Booz Allen Hamilton to do the same thing. And then I switched into IT consulting where I would, um, I was a business process analyst and I would do, um, so like, for example, go in, map out a company's business processes and help them map it to different softwares that help them like Salesforce and, um, and other softwares like that. And uh, so that's what I was doing in the, working in an office and, but it wasn't, you know, it was just like, because I had had this mentality of like, this is how you pay your bills is like, you go and you get an office job with a quote unquote secure office job with 
benefits and a steady salary and that's what you do but it wasn't something i loved um for me my background is i started taking ballet when i was three and a half and i took ballet until i was 27 and then when i was 27 i started studying kung fu went on to get my kung fu black black belt so i was always someone who was very athletic and so being in an office didn't suit me being just in that environment. It wasn't stimulating. It wasn't exciting. And so one of the things I fell in love with was spinning when there are cycling, indoor cycling. I, I remember I took my first um, cycling class and one of my first, it wasn't with, I know you had Pete McCall on here a little while ago. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't with him, but it was the person who I took it with. He knows the person. And he was, I used to go to Pete's spin classes. <laughs> Pete and, Pete and um, Monica, his his ex-wife, uh, used to go to their spin classes. Um, anyhow, when I took my first one, I was like, this is what I want to be doing for a living. Because when I took that class, I felt transformed. Like I went in and somehow the movement and the music and all of that transformed me and made me, it, it just lit me up. And I loved the effect that the instructor had on me. And I thought, oh my gosh, I want to be the instructor. I want to be doing this. And so I went on, got my spin instructor certification, started doing that part-time. And I wanted to do it full-time. I wanted to work in fitness full-time, but I just was afraid to take the leap. I wasn't sure. I didn't think I was going to be able to make it a full-time job and make enough money and make a career out of it, support myself. I just, I, I just had this limiting belief about all of that. But as time went on, like five years went by and I just became more and more miserable in my office jobs. And I would switch like every two years or so, I was like switching office jobs, thinking that that would that would solve the problem and it, and it didn't. I still like loathed what I was doing. I was really good at what I did, but I just like loathed working in an office. And so finally I was like, all right, like this was 2008 or so, 2007, 2008. I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna take the plunge. I have a younger brother and he went to school for kinesiology. He had made a living as a personal trainer. Um, now he's a physical therapist, but, and he still does personal training and he does, but, um, so I, I had him as an example, like, this is possible, like, you can do this. And I had him, like, also talking to me, like, you, this is what you really want to do. So I got all my ducks in a row, had some savings, and got some, my NASM cert and some other certifications. And I took the leap and left my office job and started working full time in fitness in 2008. And at the time, I was working for a commercial gym. And I, the, the great thing was, is I had been teaching um, group fitness classes for them part-time. So spinning and some other group fitness classes. So when I came on board, when I like went full-time because of my group fitness classes, I already had three one-on-one -on -one clients who wanted to work with me, like right off the bat, which that doesn't happen to all trainers when they start out. They have to, you know, cause you have to build your business. And a lot of times they start with zero clients. I started with three, which was incredible and but i left an it consulting job where i was making a hundred thousand dollars a year to go basically make zero dollars in fitness because i but i was so miserable like i loathed getting up and going to work every day and i was like there has to be a, a better like i this i can't keep doing this and at the time i was 32 so i was like if i'm gonna do it i have to do it now um and i never looked back i was really scared I remember like the day that was my last day. I went, it was such a roller coaster of emotions the day that I left my office job. I was so excited 
at, when it was my last day, I was like skipped out of there, went into the parking garage to go get my car and there were parking attendants there. They're like, why are you so happy? And I'm like, cause I just let, I'm leaving my job. And they like looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, why are you happy about this? And then I, you know, I told them what I was doing and they were like, okay. And then that night I went to Kung Fu and I remember being in the changing room in Kung Fu and I just broke down in tears and I started crying to some of my friends and I was like, what? did I do? What did I do? Oh my God. And then the next day I woke up and I had three clients to train and I didn't look back and I've never gone back, which was, which was great. I just kept moving forward and, you know, kept my eyes on what I was passionate about. Um, so fast forward, I worked in the commercial gym from 2008 until 2011. And then I met my husband who is an athletic trainer. And at the time he was working, um, he was working for BU as Boston University as a, a head athletic trainer. And both of us, our specialty is in kettlebell training. And uh, I always joke, like we, we fell in love over kettlebells, uh, but we both had this, we both had this um, desire, this vision to want to own our own facility, own our own gym and have it be specialized in kettlebell training. So that's what we did. First, we in 2011, we started a sublease space and we started our own business. I left the commercial gym. He eventually left Boston University. Then after subleasing for about a year and a half, we went and got our own facility and we ran our own facility from 2011 until 2016. And we closed it in 2016. And this was in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm originally from Massachusetts. And um, so it was in, that's, that's where our gym was. And that's where we were living. And that's where I met my husband. And we ended up closing the gym because owning the facility turned out to not be the dream that we thought it was going to be. Were, were you there 24 seven? Oh yeah. It was just <laughs> like, you know, and already working in a commercial gym, you know, I, I was, you're, if you ever worked in a commercial gym, you know, like uh, you work like six from six o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night. I was working like Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., except Saturdays was like a half day or like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like 8 a.m. until like 2 p.m. And I was not only like training clients in person, I was teaching small group classes and I was teaching group fitness. Like I was just like physically and mentally completely like burnt toast. I was just so and and I was doing it to make ends meet and to make sure I hit hit my numbers every pay period so that I could keep my health insurance because like, for example, within oh, one yeah. month you could have, yeah, you know, you could I have know, health I'm insurance. I'm very familiar with the system. <laughs> yep. You could have health insurance, one paycheck, and then the next paycheck, it could be totally gone. So it was just like a constant grind. And I thought owning my own facility was going to change all that. And it's like, it was just as hard. And in fact, it's even harder because you are completely responsible for all you have no you're not underneath this larger entity that's helping to like market and bring in people to you you have to do all your marketing and bring the people in yourself and show why you stand out and especially in Boston there's a lot of other there were a lot of other gyms like ours so there's a lot of competition there was that and, um, and then you also have all the responsibilities of owning a facility, all of the operations, all the stuff that comes from even just opening up a, a facility to like getting zoning, like for, you know, permits for zoning and for like parking and all these things. 
And so it ended up being much harder and we had even less of a life together. And it was just like, we were just so fried. I remember that last year that we closed it down. My husband was just like, I'm done. And I want to go back to athletic training because I just don't have it in me anymore. And I was like right there with him. I was completely burnt out because I had been, you know, running the gym. And then at the time I have a, a women's strength workshop that I created called I'm Not Afraid to Lift. I was traveling, teaching that. I was teaching uh, about one of those workshops per month. And then I was also speaking at other events like Perform Better. Um, I spoke at like Mark Fisher Fitness. They used to have like their Mark Fisher Fitness Lab. I spoke there. There was a bunch of different places I was speaking at. So I had been traveling. Plus, when I would come home, I'd help my husband with with the gym and teach and manage the gym. So I was totally fried too. And I was like, all right. So then he started looking for a job, and he found a job at um, at Cirque du Soleil to be the head therapist for their show Zumanity, which was what brought us out to Las Vegas. So with that, we closed our gym, and we moved out to Vegas. He went to go work for Cirque. And then when I came out here, I I took time. I took like 2017 to recover and kind of figure out what I wanted to do and recover from burnout. And also when you close a gym, it was, it was definitely something that impacted me. Like I had failed uh, because I went into, I had certain expectations about about the gym and, and what it would be. And it turned out to not be that. And on some level, I did feel like I failed, which I'm, I'm past that now. But you know, you're when you're human, and you have that and like, you're dealing with it. That was like, I was burnt out in 2017. And I also like, felt like washed up and like a failure. So I had to like deal with all those things too, and, and get through that. Uh, but during that year, I, I had a part time online business because I started that back in 2012. I started to write a blog in 2012 and I started to build a following. I was writing about training for this challenge in the hardstyle kettlebell community called the Iron Maiden Challenge. And so I built a following off that. And, and so from there, that grew into an online business. Uh, I got like my first online client about like a year and a half after I started that blog. I started to do distance coaching with people one on one. So I did have a part time online business when we moved out to Vegas, but at the same time I had, you know, I was just dealing with burnout and recovering from all those things and just figuring out what I really wanted to do. And part of me, there was a large part of me that almost left the fitness industry. I, t I was like, I, I might just go back to the office and go back to IT consulting. Cause I could, I know I can do that and it's easy, you know, give my brain a break from everything, but I didn't. Um, I ended up applying for a job at Cirque and I ended up getting a strength uh, coach position with Cirque as the part-time strength. Well, I I was the full-time dedicated strength coach to their show Ka, but how they had it structured at the time is they only had two full-time strength coaches and then everyone else who was on board supporting the uh, supporting the shows, they were part-time hours, but they were fully dedicated to a show. So I was about 15 hours a week, but fully dedicated to Ka and considered like a part-time employee. So I was doing that and then my, my online business. And then once we moved into a house here in Vegas, I opened up my garage to start training some people in person out of the garage. And then in 2000, like end of 2018 or so, I decided I want to go I want to go full-time online. There was no growth for me at Cirque. 
I was kind of getting sick of like training people out of my garage and I really wanted to grow my online business more. And I had colleagues who had been very successful with their online business when they focused on it 100%. And I wanted to see if that was possible for me too. So I enrolled in a group coaching program. And then in 2019, it grew much faster than I expected. And at the time I was doing strength and nutrition coaching. And I do a lot of mindset work too, not like both with our business coaching clients, but also like that was a large component of what I was working on with um, with my my fitness and nutrition clients too. And because um, that's the basis for, you know, behavior change. And so that grew very quickly in 2019. Uh, I grew to like 100K in about 10 months. And uh, so then with that, my... My husband, he left Cirque because he wasn't happy there. They weren't a great company. And then we started doing it together. And then then we both decided that we wanted to pivot to business coaching together. But that was just, you know, where we were at. So I know that was like very long. <laughs> but that's that's my my pretty much my background. And everyone, now you can see why <laughs> I'm super excited on having her on today. So we talked about a lot. We went from her early starts in Kung Fu and ballet and how it transitioned into a full-on fitness business and Cirque du Soleil, which for a lot of people, that's, I mean, going much higher than that seems pretty hard to do, and yet you've still done it. And she's got the figures to back it up. So you can see why Artemis is going to make a great guest today on the business of fitness. And I also want to give a quick shout out to Pete McCall and All About Fitness. Uh, I want you to go back and listen to her episode after you get done with mine. Make sure you rate and subscribe. And uh, listen to her interview and you'll get a lot more details. Because we're going to talk a lot today about the mindset and how it transitions into business and business models as well. With that said, so Artemis, you've done a lot. You, you've done yes. an incredible <laughs> amount. And one thing, and I'm going to go off subject a little bit. One thing that actually I had a recent conversation with someone is they asked me, uh, because I just turned 30, and they were asking me, how come you don't have any kids or why are you waiting? Uh, they, they actually said, why are you waiting so long? And I looked at him and I said, do you know how hard it is to run a business already? By, by yourself, I was like, I can't even imagine doing this with kids. And as I, um, and I think you, you might have spoken on this, but you don't have kids as well, right? No, that's why I'm a dog mom. So that's like when I was, so I'm 45, and my husband and I have been together for 10 years. We've been married for, it'll be three years this year. Uh, there was a time when I was like 36, 37, um, that I said to him, I was like, do you want, I, that was when we had to have the conversation. And that, and at that time we owned our gym and I asked him, do you want kids? And he said, no, I don't. I, you know, he's like, he was, he's, he's a unicorn. He said, I just want to be the best husband I can be for you. And I was just like, oh, you're amazing. Um, and, and I had to have this conversation with him because I said, you know, if we're going to have them, it's going to be now. And I said, and I don't want to have them. Like personally, I don't, like I've always I, and I, I never had, and I've talked to, I have an older sister. I've talked to her about this in terms of like, you know, as a woman, like you, you do have this, there are women who have the urge that like, they want to have children. Like that is like their burning desire to have children. And so they have children, but then there's some of us who don't have that burning desire. And honestly, I've never had that burning desire. And then, but then also going into owning a gym and going 
like I think if I even had it at any point in time, that killed it <laughs> because when you own a gym, it's like that's your baby. Oh yeah, and like everything goes into that. So yeah, I see these moms who are who are running businesses, and I'm just like, man, they are like serious, like super women. Because like I can't imagine having to balance. It's like hard enough having a, a puppy, like a dog with a business, <laughs> or hard enough uh, have, managing a business even without that, like completely by yourself. You know, so yeah. Well, and the reason why I bring that up is because I feel like and I feel like you can relate to this as an, as another business coach. Having those hard talks with clients, I feel like it's necessary and it's often overlooked. Um, and I and I, I'm glad you said it because I didn't, you know, you don't want to be the guy telling, you know, anyone that uh, you you might want to think about really what you want because kids take a lot of time more than anything. They take a lot more time um, than they do money. And I and I'm saying this because I practically raised my little brother and it I had to sacrifice a lot. Like I had to give up a lot, so I can only imagine. And the reason why I bring that up is because you're a major influencer when it comes to women. Um, as a matter of fact, a company that I'm working with here now, they they actually wanted me to give you, um, they actually wanted your contact information because apparently they've been following your podcast and they know a lot about you as well. And I said, well, I, I'll have to ask her one, but two, um, it's an all women's fitness company. So that lets you know kind of how, how high in standing you are. That's amazing. Oh my God. Thank you. I'm like, I'm honored. Well, hey, you put in the work and you're reaping the benefits of it. And uh, speaking of your husband, I have a feeling we might have a connection. Does the name Jason Lascalzo ring a bell? Uh, not to me, but I'll ask him. He's the um, he's, he's the strength and uh, he's the head strength and conditioning coach for the Chicago Bears. He actually was my strength and conditioning coach um, at Washington State around 2011. So that oh, wow. that's why I brought up as soon as you said BU, I was like, oh, I guarantee you. Uh, one of them, they know who he is. Uh, but okay. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, small I'll world. I'll ask him. Incredibly small world. So we talked a lot about the early days before you really got involved. And the um, the Empower You, which is what you call your, which you and your husband now call your um, online coaching business, that wasn't your first mm -hmm. business. And you talked a lot about the Iron Body, um, you know, mm -hmm. your online physical yep. training business. Did you have a specific model in mind when you created that business back in 20, I want to say 2012? Hello. I'm glad you're enjoying the content. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on your way out. It helps in more ways than you know. Okay, back to the content. When we created the, when we opened our facility, um, our model going in was we knew what we wanted to focus on for we wanted to focus on kettlebell training and then we wanted also to bring in at the time going into the facility because we did have to put together a business plan we did have um we were going to have all these offshoots like iron body nutrition um and like with the nutrition we were going to focus on more of like a holistic approach whole foods approach to nutrition and so that's what we had in mind going in the some what some of the lessons learned when we went into that were, um, you know, we went from starting by having like a lot like heavily one on one clients and semi privates to we learned that like that was not a sustainable business model for a facility. So about two, 
two years in, we transitioned, or it was like two and a half years in, we transitioned away from so much heavily one-on-one and semi-private being like two people uh, because that we were like, oh gosh, we only have, we're trading our time for money. Mm -hmm. We're owning this facility. We can only make so much money because there's only this many, there's only two of us and so much time and we didn't have any support coaches or anything at the time. And so we transitioned our business model to team training and small groups. And we still had one-on-one, but we were moving away from the one-on-one and we made, but and getting for the more bang we, for your we, buck. Exactly. We ended up making the one-on-one really high ticket. Like if you want the one-on-one, like this is what you have to pay. And then we, we, but we said you can still get the the personal attention in the small groups because it's, because it's no more, it's, the small groups are two to four people. So you're still going to be able to get that one-on-one personal attention because it's a small group. And then our team training, just because of our facility at the time, because we went from a larger facility to a small, smaller facility the the smaller facility like the the team training was essentially a class and i think we could cap out around 10 people in in the class and that ended up being a much more sustainable model and um we also like with those packages we had people have either three six or a 12 month commitment everyone was on auto pay and like paying monthly we ended up having we created an introductory offer to bring people in the door and and they charge we charged for the introductory offer it was like a 30 day introductory offer because we learned that um, that when you when people are and it has to be when people are coming in and they're doing an intro offer number one you want them to pay they want, and you want them to pay something that has a good value but is close to one of your lower offers and then that 30 day period and I think. I want to say like Thomas Plummer once talked about this, maybe, um, but like I can't remember who talked about this, but someone talked about this, like a like a Thomas Plummer or anyway, or a, maybe it was like one of the Cosgroves. Anyhow, that you that people need that thirty days to really get hooked, like in terms of habit change, in terms of routine, in terms of being able to try out the classes. So, and it did, it worked really, really well. They were able to come in in that 30 days and it was like unlimited team training and they got a certain number of small groups. They could like try everything out. So then at the end of the 30 days, they're able to decide what offer, what membership they want to sign up for. So that's what we switched to. We switched from like one-on-one and semi-private, which is like two people to groups. And that was like a much more sustainable model. Um, the unfortunate thing is, like, when we switched, it was, like, going really, really well. But I, on some level, I wish we had, like, done – we had known to do that from the get-go. Because by the time we did it and we were running it, like, we were already, like, pretty burnt out. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if it would have changed our decision. Because I think we just, in the end, learned that, like, the facility was not what we wanted to be doing. Well, and there there are two things I want to highlight there. You were flexible with your business model. You realized that you only have so much time in a day and you need to be able to maximize or uh, maximize your ability to make money because, Mm -hmm. you know, especially coming from a traditional training background, one on ones, you feel more connected because you know more about your client. You can literally tweak things for them as opposed to a group. But the downside is 
let's say you charge $100 an hour for one client, um, and realistically, you can only work 10 hours in a day, and that's still pushing it, people. I'm just letting you know that. So, mm-hmm. okay, but if you have a small group and you and you lower it to, let's say, 75 or 50 per person, and then you can times that by 10, and you, let's say you have five people in a group, well, you just made a ton of more money. And I really want to yeah. emphasize the money on this episode because we all know you have to have a passion for this, but what you have to do, but the business side of it does matter. If you can't make ends meet, if you can't afford to, you know, really put money into your savings to buy that house that you want, it's not going to last very long. And I had to learn that the semi hard way, which is why I had to make a pivot myself. Uh, The second thing that I want to highlight there, um, was there an online portion of the business by chance? There was, uh, which was my online business. My husband wasn't doing any online training, but I was coaching one-on-one people online. And we also were um, what what is now exercise.com. At the time, they were their name when they first started, they were weighttraining.com. And that was in 2013, they approached us to pilot their their platform. So we I already was what I was doing with my one-on-one people is like, you know, we were doing like FaceTime and I was sending them their programs in Excel. So we were like, Oh yeah, this will be great. This will completely revolutionize how I'm doing my online training. It's going to make everything so much easier because in the platform you can create the programs, you can have a whole video library, Mm -hmm. you can do one-on-one, you can do group programs, you Mm -hmm. can do DIY programs, all that. So we piloted it. We loved it. And so we still have it to this day. We have, um, even though we're not doing, um, and even though we're not doing any more fitness coaching, we still have it because we do have a lot of DIY programs in there. And when we brought it on, I started to use it for my one-on-one clients. And we also created a sub- subscription group that had a certain a number of programs in it for people. So we did have a little bit of an online business. And then we had my my workshop business, too. That started in 2014. So we're talking about multiple streams of revenue, people. Do not put all your eggs in one basket. I repeat, do yeah. not put all your eggs in one basket because if that basket fails, you're going to be back home living with mom. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's say, I'll yeah. be honest, you don't want to be 30 something that home living with mom. Uh, and also, here's, an, here's another thing that I, I want to highlight. I, I talk about this more with my personal clients, but those introductory offers, I do like the idea of making people pay something. When people get mm-hmm. something for free, they don't value it. That's just that's just how the world works. When you make them have to meet you halfway there and then you can pull them across the finish line, it just works so much better. And it's a lot less stress on your end. That's just the way that people are programmed. And that's actually something I did learn in college. Uh, Artemis, never mind. We we skip past your whole collegiate background. Uh, Can you just brief our listeners in on to what you went to school for? I went to school for psychology. (laughs) <laughs> and I also I minored in French too. So foreign languages is one of my my passions. I speak a few different foreign languages, and um, I thought right out of college I thought I might do something with that. And I went to GW. So being in in Washington D.C., you know, it is a very international, very diverse, um, you know, area. And so I thought perhaps I was going to go on and maybe do something with my foreign languages, but I never did. And the irony is that even though I didn't, with my psychology degree, I didn't go on and do any higher education with it. I didn't pursue it. But now here I am incorporating 
lots of psychology into my coaching, <laughs> like so much psychology into my coaching. So it's really interesting how it, it all came full circle. And and that's very true because even in marketing, which is what I went to school to get my graduate degree for and undergrad, it's a lot of psychology. You have to know how people work, how they think, what they want. And then you have to highlight, can you actually fulfill that need and give it to them? And then what's the best way to package it for them? And that's what I really liked about the fact that you having multiple streams of uh, revenue. You could help them in person. You can help them online, especially in this COVID time right now. That is incredibly important. So those early adapters, which I'm going to lump you and your husband into that, they're really seeing the the fruits of their labor while other brick and mortar businesses, especially they're struggling. I actually yeah. had to go back to a gym that um, I freelanced at. I actually had to connect their internet for them. I was like, oh boy. I was like, you guys are going to struggle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, like the coaches who I've seen, like there are coaches who are legit. So a lot of the struggles, this is what I hear from coaches, is that they just don't know how to put training and coaching into the concept of the online space. They always say to me, oh, but I'm so good in person. And I, I don't know how to do that online. And they don't know how to use video and to like video to market themselves. I mean, there's so many ways you can market yourself on video on social media nowadays from lives to IGTV to reels, you know, to YouTube, if you want to like use YouTube. And then I even had a client come on board. She's a one-on-one -on -one client and she is amazing at sales in person. Like that is like her superpower. But for some reason, she was having this block about how to do sales in the virtual world. She said, so do I just email the person the prices? I said, no, <laughs> you have that, you know, get on and have that face to face Zoom call with them so you can bring your sales superpower to that call. You want to have a face to face talk and talk about how you're speak with them about what they're struggling with and what you can help them with. And then you can give them the pricing then. And then that like a light bulb went off for her, for her like, Oh, like this is how I'm going to be successful. Cause I'm not just going to be emailing information to people. I'm actually going to be able to have this touch point and this face to face, even if it's virtual with this person and bring what I do in person to the online space. And a lot of trainers are having that block. They just can't, imagine how to bring their personality and skills and teaching skills to the online space. Um, and some of that goes back to it's, it's knowledge and just feeling lost in this new context. But then there's also a lot of fear of judgment because they know in the on, they're not in the privacy of this like face to face communication with one person. They know that when they go on video on social media, it's totally public. And everyone who's in their audience and their followers, they're all going to see it. And who's going to judge me? Like, is, are there coaches who are going to judge me for saying something wrong or for not like knowing enough? Or are there going to be followers and like leads who judge me because I maybe offend them in some way? So there's also that going on, too. It's amazing what a good coach will do for you, people. The same way that your clients come to you for help, it's okay for you to reach out for help in other ways. It's called outsourcing. Outsource things that you're not good at and get help at things to help you become better at them. That's what we do as coaches. It's what you most likely do as some form of a coach or a business owner. It's okay to reach out for help. And that's I'm, I'm so glad you said that because 
I feel like that's the biggest issue a lot of people have in in the fitness space. They're usually so good and naturally they're so good at doing something or connecting with people. So when usually when they run into a speed bump, usually two things happen. They face it head on and grow or they revert. It's the same thing with mm-hmm. clients personal on a personal training level. You got to figure out what, what are you going to do when you finally reach a struggle. Um, and actually, that's why I'm a big believer in team sports for kids, because kids at a very early age, they learn how to develop problem solving skills and they learn how to deal with adversity and, you know, knock on wood. But you can usually tell the kids who were a little bit more coddled than others. But that's just me. Uh, but that's a conversation for another yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, the great thing is, is like the transformation that I've seen with our clients is if, if that's where they were when they started with us, when they finally start to master technology and become an expert at the thing at like marketing, writing marketing copy, creating their sales page. And for example, there's um, an application we recommend called lead pages, like doing that. And they start to master those things. And then, then they move away from Google Sheets and start using a training platform. They feel empowered. They they truly feel like CEOs with knowledge and power. And it just motivates them to continue to build their business and grow and learn new things. It's and it I know it's scary at first, but it's just like getting over that hump of just being like, okay, like this is really scary and but I'm gonna try. And just think about in fitness and strength, like we as strength coaches, we know what it's like to go out of our comfort zone to reach a strength goal, whether it's like a powerlifting meet or you want to do like a like a weighted pull up or whatever it is. We know what that's like. So it's like put that in the context of the business space. You're just getting out of your comfort zone. It's a, it's not in the gym. It's outside of the gym, but you're just getting out of your comfort zone for a little while. And then once you achieve that victory, it feels so good. So. <laughs> so let's talk, let's talk a lot. Let's talk a little bit about empower you. So, so you learned from the iron body model and then you, and then you and your husband fully transitioned into empower you. What lessons did you take away from your first joint business venture? Well, when we started our gym, so that was like 2011, um, coaches were not very common like so now there's like coaching mentorships outside of online business you know there's coaching men- mentorships like the Cosgroves Thomas Plummer I know Mark Fisher had their I think they still have like their business for unicorns there were now there's all these m- business mentorship programs when we started out it was just my husband and I we wrote the business plan we just like went into it like <laughs> blindly we didn't have any coaches helping us we just went in and did it ourselves and we learned from our mistakes so i wish at that time we had known better to hire a coach from the beginning uh, about two and a half well, around the time that we changed our business model from the one-on-one and the semi-private that was when we hired a business coach to help us fitness revolution nation. I don't know if they're still doing it, but we hired them to help us as our coach. So I wish we had hired them from day one. We just brought them on because we would have made a lot less mistakes. Um, we would have accumulated a, like either no debt or a lot less debt, business debt. And so that's like definitely number one that we learned, like never do it on your own. Like you need to hire a coach to help you 
to have to give you some perspective and uh, and someone who is knowledgeable in that area that wasn't our yes we had some business savvy clearly you know we we got pretty far as entrepreneurs and business owners with what we were doing but we we it was not our area of expertise so like bringing someone on whose area of expertise it was to help us so that was definitely a huge lesson learned um and also just like and then from there just little things came out like you know work smarter not harder which came to like i think a perfect example is like going back to like changing the business model exactly so are these the type of conversations that you're having with your clients that sign up with you yes oh yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) and like and a lot of it comes like the work smarter not harder in the online space is you know a lot of coaches the biggest limiting beliefs that we see with coaches are around worth self-worth and money mindset and the worth translates into how they over like it's okay to over deliver to your clients but they do it to a point that it's a detriment and then they're not charging enough money and they're afraid to charge more money and what they really should be charging so like the works some of the work smarter not harder comes into just making sure that you're charging a certain amount an amount that is your worth for what you are delivering because the more money you're charging the less clients you're going to have to take on one-on-one um and then also like implementing like you said various income streams you want beyond the one-on-one you want to have different products that you're selling too that are more like groups and diys that are evergreen and things like that so i want to revert back to a conversation that i had with james quigley uh, earlier mm-hmm. in the season because we and it sounds like you are too we're big believers in personal development Um, he has a rule. He won't take on a client unless they've done some type of personal development work, even if it's just reading a few books. And Mm -hmm. you talk a lot about personal development, um, but you don't say it, though. It sounds like more like you guide them through it. And I can tell that's the psychology background involved in it. Why is personal development, or maybe you have a different word for it, so important? Uh, It is so important because if you don't work on those limiting beliefs and you don't work on yourself, all of that carries over into your business and that will stall your business. Uh, it will cut, it will manifest itself in for as forms of procrastination. Um, and then you, maybe you'll get caught in a comparison trap where you're just like comparing yourself to other fitness professionals online and saying like, I'm not doing enough. I don't have enough followers. I don't have enough likes. And, and then you go into, you spiral into this whole negative mindset of putting yourself down and filling your brain with limiting beliefs. And then it puts you in this like not enough lack and scarcity mode. So I always say that, you know, and I'm sure other people have said this too, that like there's, there are no personal problems. There are only business problems. Um, there are no, I'm sorry, there are no business problems. There are only personal problems because those personal problems will show up in your, in, in, in any, for example, like when it comes to sales calls, if there's anything that you have, any objection that you have in terms of um, money, like I don't have, you know, I can't afford it or, um, it's not the right time. If you have any objection that you might have with yourself as a limiting belief, that will show up on your sales calls. It will be a mirror 
whatever objections you're getting in your sales calls are a mirror most of the time are a mirror to limiting beliefs that you are dealing with personally. So until you overcome those things for yourself, you're going to keep seeing that stuff on your sales calls. If we were face to face right now, I'd give you a hug because everything that you say <laughs> are things that I harp on to on different people in different groups. Even the college students, when I go speak at colleges, it's you, you got to know your worth. Do not mm -hmm. do not undersell yourself. I can't stand when I see that. And I hate when big box gyms do it to their trainers, too. But that's another conversation as well. You got to and also you got to know your stuff. You got to know your material uh, objections, things that you're not confident in because you're not confident in yourself. Just like you said, they will show up. And that's why you have to work on them. That's why personal development is so important. I uh, and that's the thing I also I want to highlight, too, because I know we talk a lot about where your mindset is, where are you thinking about, where are you going? Because that's where it all starts. If you start off your day or your week or your business in the wrong mindset, it's only going to continue to go downhill. And I don't know if you feel the yeah. same way, but I, I feel like I've seen a lot of really good trainers specifically start off in the wrong mindset and then it just plummets. Yeah, absolutely. And I see, and what happens is if, and I actually was just, I was on an enrollment call on Tuesday and I was the, the person on the enrollment call. She asked me about like, what, how do I know, like, what do I do when someone is not doing the work and, and like not following through on the things that they're supposed to be following through on to, to build their business. And I told her, I said, well, that's a sign to me that there's something else going on, that there's something else holding them back. And so then that is a sign to me that it's time for us to dive deep into what that thing is. And I've, and I've had clients in the past, um, like procrastinate and delay launching a program because they are afraid of being judged about the program, like what are, or about like, you know, that they are like, they have imposter syndrome, right? They're like the things I was saying earlier, like that they, maybe they're going to have coaches come after them and tell them they don't know enough to be doing this, or they're going to have other, or maybe, maybe non-coaches even saying that stuff. Um, so that type of stuff holds them back. So you want to be able to work, you know, I always work with my clients to get over that so they can get over this procrastination and maybe just like perfectionism and just like pulling the trigger and just doing it and just like feeling what it's like to, to do it. So that it is like the, the limiting beliefs and the, the self-development that holds people back if they're not, if they're not doing the work. I want to dive a little bit deeper into this motivation. So I want to, I always like to scale it back down to some of the earlier listeners. If you ever worked with a client or a new person who comes in that says, Hey, I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, look like Kim Kardashian. I want to yada, 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 whatever their motivation is. I always like to find lasting motivation because motivation is a fleeting feeling. And you've heard me talk about this upping the scale as a coach or a fitness professional, you probably don't deal with a lot of motivational issues, but confidence. I do see confidence being a fleeting emotion once you step to this level. And I'm talking about this from experience as well, because I remember, uh, I'd say probably about six months, six months ago, I struggled with confidence because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person where I need some wins every now and then. Like you can tell me no a hundred times, but by about the time, by about the, uh, the hundred time though, I do need to get a yes or else my confidence will start to go down a little bit and it will just manifest. 
How do you attack mm-hmm. confidence issues with, uh, with onboarding coaches? I help them to find other areas of their life where they have had a mastery experience that they can relate to, where they have felt good. Something that is an, an analogy for what they can, what they're facing lack of confidence in. And when they can see how they were able to achieve something that seemed impossible to them in another area of their life, then I help them work through knowing, like taking that and applying that to the current situation or the current thing and saying, okay, well, even though it's a different context, you achieved that. So why is this any different? And, um, and then it, 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 that, and that's something like I used to, that's something that I also used to do with my workshop. I'm not afraid to lift with women in that workshop. And, and usually it works really, really well. And the other thing that's confident, the other thing too, is a lot of times coaches, um, they don't realize how much social proof and how many success stories they have with their clients. So I have them bring up their test. I always ask them, do you have testimonials from clients? Read the testimonials or share with me, share with me how you've helped your clients. And then they start sharing all the ways they've helped their clients. I said, well, you're already doing it and you're getting, you're getting success. You're getting results. So start to package those testimonials and start to market them and getting those reminders from other clients who have had results with them. That helps to boost their confidence too. You guys are getting so much. Uh, you're getting so much free game right now. You don't even know it. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> is there is there anything else that you wish you would have known um, beforehand, to, or some advice that you would share to anyone looking to get ready to start their own business? Um, I think the biggest things are just hire a coach, so you have a compass, you have a guide, you have someone to bounce stuff off of, you have someone who has. And when you're looking for that coach, it should be someone who is where look at them and, you know, look, they should be somewhere you want to be in the future. Uh, Someone who has already gone through a lot of the things that maybe you're experiencing right now and who has overcome them and, and is where you want to be in the future. But I would just say hire a coach and definitely work, do the personal development work do the self-development a lot of coaches they just think that that's like the foo-foo stuff and like you're not supposed to like why why would I be doing that especially like you know I have as like strength coaches can be like really hard and tough and judgmental and stubborn and (laughs) so I think it's like don't knock that like that that stuff is so so important and that is the reason why like when I, I I I so just quick story here. The first program that I in I, first group coaching program that I signed up for to build my online business, it got me to 100K. It was great. But it really it just focused on the tactical business stuff, just like a blueprint for like creating your offers, pricing, social media marketing, just that. There was no personal development work happening at all. There was like none of that. And um, and it was clear in the group like some of the girls were struggling with some of that stuff or so I should say some of the women in the group were struggling with that stuff, but it wasn't addressed and it wasn't worked on. And so at the, the end of that year, I wanted to get into, uh, I wanted to 
I wanted to pivot. We wanted to pivot our business and we wanted to grow beyond 100K. And so I was looking to get into a mastermind group and the group coaching program I signed up with, I spoke with the coach that, that had that group and this coach had a mastermind group and it just, something just wasn't right. Like I just got the vibe that this coach wasn't going to be, I knew that in order to go beyond hundred K I was going to have to do some really deep inner work. I knew it. And I just got a vibe that like this coach was not going to be doing that, wasn't going to be giving me the attention and coaching and personal development work that I needed to do. And so I didn't go with that coach and I chose another coach, my current coach. I'm I'm still in her mastermind now, Amanda Bucci. And and the thing is like Amanda's mastermind was three times as much as this other coach, but the price tag did not matter because I was on and I didn't even, and for the enrollment call, I didn't even meet with Amanda. I met with, um, another coach in the program who does all of her enrollments, Elron. And I was on that call. I knew what the cost of the program was, but I was like sold on the call. Like I was just like, I just have this feeling. I know that this woman is going to help me do the things that I need to do so that I can grow my business past six figures. And sure enough, she did. Like it was like, and and mind you, Amanda is a lot younger than me she's a wise soul. She's just so knowledgeable. She's just seriously the most, one of the most amazing coaches I've ever worked with. And, um, and I'm still in her mastermind. I'm like year two in her mastermind again. And she helped me. Oh man, I did a lot of shadow work <laughs> last year. I worked, I, and I became so aware of a lot of my limiting beliefs around money, money mindset, my limiting beliefs around self-worth, like so much stuff. And it doesn't, you don't just do the work and it's over. Like I, I'm, you just get better at it and you, you know, you become more aware of those things and it's easier to work through them and get past them. It, it is a daily practice. Like I'm still doing the work. Like I was just journaling about something this morning related to that. Um, so my, my point here is, is like, make sure that you find someone that you know is going to be doing all the things that you need to be doing to be successful. And, um, and I, we were having a conversation with a client yesterday and someone very close to her is in a coaching program right now where all they're focusing on is like raising your rates and hard sell, raise your rates, hard sell. And they're not, they don't even give these people like a framework to build their business and they don't even, and they don't do the personal development work. And this person, my, this client who this person knows or is close to is really struggling in that group in terms of that, that group coaching program is like bringing this person down instead of building them up and lifting them up. Um, so do your homework with, with, with business coaches because there are business coaches out there who aren't doing all that they should be doing to help you. But then there are business coaches out there who will do everything in their power to help you with what you need. And I like the fact that you still are improving and that you still have a coach because that is something that you really should be looking for because someone who, who says, I know it all and they and they refuse to stop or they stop learning and they're not doing the work anymore. I would not buy from them. And I know how dangerous that is. Um, I almost fell into that trap myself here. Um, and I, actually, I'm in the market for looking for another coach because I've gotten as much as I can from my mentors. But th- mm-hmm. but their business is also revolving around other things. They're they're building literally multi billion dollar um, complexes for foreign soccer players. So obviously, they're 
the the business tactics they're transferable, but they literally work about eighteen hour days. They don't have time to coach me right now. So, and I like, but that's really what I want to hit on. Like you are, I I love the fact that you said you are a high level coach and you still get coaching. Yeah. I will always have a coach. That's not an option. It's something that's a staple in our budget. And my husband has a coach too. He works with Sean Croxton right now. He's in um, Sean Croxton's money mind Academy. And then they have some um, like mastermind sessions that he participates in too. So like that is something that my husband and I will, we will always have a coach to help us learn and it's it's a non-negotiable so when people tell me that business coaching is a luxury it, that is so not true business coaching is an essential it should be part of your your monthly expenses it should be built into your expenses it is not a luxury you hey, have to you just need to figure it out same way that you so essential same way that you tell your clients that hey schedule your workout <laughs> hey put this in your put this in your monthly uh you know, I don't know if people still use uh, Google Sheets to keep track of their bills or not, but put it in your Google Sheet. Give yourself, tell yourself it's not an option. It's primary, not secondary. Yeah. All right. Artemis, so I understand this last week that you recently kicked off another enrollment. You got another group rolling here. So let's say someone's listening. They're completely bought in. They don't need to hear anything else. Take my money. What's the best way that they can get in contact with you? They can send me a message on Instagram. My handle is my name. I know it's really long. It's Artemis underscore Scantilides. Also in the show um, notes. Yes. And so they can send me a direct message. That's probably just the best way to get in touch. It's the easiest way rather than like email me or anything like that. Just send me a direct message. I read all my messages. So, um, yeah, we just launched our Empower You Business Academy, which is a three-month group coaching program, and it's it, what we help with for fitness professionals and healthcare professionals. Really, any coach can come in and do it, and if you're a coach, and we help walk you through how to create your product suite from your one-on-ones to your DIY to your group program. We help you to learn how to do a launch and do it the right way. Why you don't need a website, why a sales page is more important than a website. If you don't have a website, don't worry about it. We'll help you to build out a sales page and we help you with social media marketing. We help you to learn how to share your story with your audience so that you can attract your ideal client avatar and your ideal client avatar will resonate with you and get to know you and like you and eventually trust you and eventually buy from you. Like story is just so powerful and so important. So we drive home the importance of story. We help you learn about email marketing. We work on personal development. Uh, we do like money mindset exercises. I have homework every single week. We recommend books. We have like, it's like, it's just jam packed. So we have, it's just really awesome three month program. And enrollment is open right now. People are so we've had people sign up early. We have enrollment calls booked now um, and enrollment closes February 25th. And then we have the orientation call on February 26th and the program officially starts March 1st. All right. You got everything you need right there. Go ahead. Reach out. Go ahead. and uh, <laughs> I was going to say slide into those DMs, but uh, apparently I forgot that's, <laughs> that has a different meaning. You can slide in those DMs that's if you okay. want, but you're going to get a di- you're going to get a different response. So just know that <laughs> I'm assuming your husband's probably just as big as I am or bigger. So uh, you probably don't want those issues, folks. But yeah, go ahead. Send her a message. Get an email. You know, get going. 
Don't procrastinate. Know your self-worth and start making money today. Well, Artemis, it has been a pleasure. Uh, honestly, this has probably been one of the easiest interviews that I've had to do. I, I think for the first 15 minutes, I didn't have to say a word. I just sat back. I could have got some popcorn out, popped open a seltzer water, and just put my feet up. Thank you. I felt like I was talking for a long time in the beginning. So <laughs> you you've lived an interesting you. you've lived an interesting <laughs> life. I mean, you're still doing interesting things. I just uh, the next time I shoot up there to Reno to go visit our farm, I got to set up a time to buy you and the husband lunch or something. I don't know how deep in the Vegas you are, but I've been to Vegas a million times. It's not big, <laughs> but we got to make it yeah, happen. We can definitely. We definitely will. All right. With that said, Artemis, thank you for your time and good luck for all future endeavors. Thank you for having me. It was great. Personal development. It's the thing that winners are made of. I love this show for that exact reason, too, because my guests and I, we have so much knowledge that can help you live the life that you want to live and guide you in the right directions. That's when I love when I get those personal messages of people saying, hey, you know, I connected with such and such because of this. And that's what I love to hear. So make sure you leave us a rating and a review and get connected. But remember this, you got to put in the work. Don't do it alone. Reach out to Artemis. Reach out to any of my past guests and get connected today. All right. That's it for me. Thank you for tuning in to the business of fitness. I don't know who my next guest is going to be yet, but I do know this. They are going to be one of the leaders. In, they're going to be one of the leaders in their industry, and they are going to want to see you succeed. With that said, peace and love. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.